the doctors said, look, there's probably a, a strong chance you'll never play sport again. I don't want to be the fit guy yeah. with no money. I don't want to be the business guy with no fitness. I want to be the complete package in yes. every aspect of yes. life. Teachers actually said, you're a really good kid, but we don't think you're smart enough to be able to go to university um, given what your grades are. By the time I was mid thirties, I didn't have to ever work another day again. Whatever you want, you can have, but there is a price to pay. Your body gives up before your mind does. You've always got more than what you think you've got. Your network is your net worth. It's the best filmmakers, the best coaches. If you surround yourself with just the best people, it's so much easier to be successful and to get where you want to go. If you're hanging around a bunch of morons and idiots, you're not going to probably get to where you need to go. Every man should have a strong body. Every man should take pride being strong. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you need you need people around you that can help get you there. Yes, if yes. you're new here, my name is Nelson and I'm the host of the Creative Grid podcast, a space committed to help all creative entrepreneurs level up, get to the next level in life, find success in every area of life. My name is Nelson, by the way, and I own a video production business as well called Vice Creative. Before we get into it, I just wanna ask you one thing. I haven't been asked this before. I normally leave it to the very end, but this is becoming very important. I need you to go leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this episode. If you're digging the pod, if you've been listening to every episode and you haven't done a review for us, please give the extra mile because this really helps me understand who's listening to the podcast and if people are really enjoying what we're talking about and, and just to show to the guests like, hey, people are really digging what we're doing and, and they will be even more keen to come on the podcast. We normally have extraordinary individuals as guests. Today is not exception. Today's guest, he's an entrepreneur. He's a property investor. He's a strength and conditioning coach. He is the owner of Ultimate Sports Performance. Please welcome brother Joey Hayes. Great man, fantastic yeah. to be. Now that is an introduction like that. I love the sales pitch there. I'd certainly listen to the podcast. I'd certainly give myself at least uh, one like, one follow and one review. So get out there, do himself, do him a favor and actually make sure you do the review as he's asked for because you know that's gonna help the content to keep coming on and uh, to get more guests involved as well. So mate, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being here because I know you have never done a podcast, but as soon as I, I knew I was going to start this project, one of the first names that came to mind, of course, Brother Joy, he has to come in here. You have so much value to provide, so I'm very stoked that you're here. But Joy, for anyone that is listening right now, they have no idea who you are. Can you tell us your story? Tell us how have you got to the place that you are today? Yeah, my name is Joey Hayes and I'm the older... My name is Joey Hayes and I'm the owner of Ultimate Sports Performance and basically what we do is we make athletes' dreams a reality. So young athletes, professional athletes, athletes of all ages and abilities, they come and see us and we help make them become the best version of themselves they can be. So we look after their physical preparation from every aspect from head to toe, their strength, their speed, their power, their flexibility, their endurance, their mental skills, their nutrition, their supplementation, their recovery. We are a one-stop shop. I've been coaching for now onwards of 25 years. Wow. So I started when I was 16. Um, I suffered a, a pretty bad injury, and one of the coaches at the point in time said, hey, Joey, rather than sitting on the sidelines feeling sorry for yourself, why don't you come in and do some coaching? And realized that I really enjoyed the, the football coaching, but sort of my, I guess, my strengths led down to the, the physical preparation side of things. And I once... Yeah, so backlog on the story, um, I suffered a pretty severe 
injury. Um, I dislocated both my shoulders and had to have reconstructive surgery at the age of 15. Put me out for a little while, um, for about a year. And then the doctors said, look, you know, there's probably a, a strong chance you'll never play sport again, um, given the serious, serious nature of your injuries. And obviously when you're 15, um, there was no internet, there was no self-help or personal development resources available. And basically, if you're 15, you're told that your sporting dreams are going to be taken away from you. You've pretty much identified as an athlete your entire life. You know, you don't really, you haven't really been doing that well at school. You're like, I'm going to play football. I was a fairly talented junior athlete. Um, I was competing at the national level for athletics in track and field, believe it or not, shot, put and high jump. I don't know how that came about because I'm not the biggest unit running around. And then also at national level for AFL football. Um, and yeah, so basically in one foul swoop, suffered a pretty significant hit on the footy field and dislocated both my shoulders and landed on my neck and ended up in the um, in the doctor's ward and in the surgeon's office. And they said, mate, we need to operate. Um, and yeah, basically at the time, uh, my parents, there was no sports insurance like there is now for young athletes. And my mother and father basically mortgaged their property for me to allow me to undergo bilateral shoulder reconstructive surgery, pay for the hospital bills, the anaesthetist bills, the surgeon's bills, the doctor's bills, the physio bills, the sports psychology bills to give me an opportunity to play sport at the highest level. And Basically, the doctor said, look, you've had the damage is that bad. You may not be able to have the full use of your shoulders again. And as a young man, that's pretty much your livelihood. You're surfing, you're playing football, you're playing cricket. And to have someone say that to you, it's, it's quite shattering. You're like, I was going to be an AFL footballer and my dreams have literally been taken away from me in an instant. So once I was told that, you kind of settled with that and you're like, well, oh, I don't want to live my life just in that regard. I want to actually see if I can have a crack at it. And then did all my rehab stuff, came back, played another six games of football, and then um, dislocated both my shoulders again um, after 12 months of rehab and then went and had more surgery again. And then was going to come back and ended up coming back again. So that was after my third lot of surgery. And then was coming on the, uh, was driving back from Brisbane from a massage, believe it or not, and got rear-ended coming off the Pacific Motorway. And basically, um, yeah, the lady smashed up the back of me and I dislocated my shoulder again. And um, <laughs> my uh, cervical spine and lumbar spine uh, had some major disc issues there. And kind of realised, well, look, I don't know whether, whether me trying to go back to play football is the smartest thing. And... Um, since that moment, I basically devoted my entire life to being able to rehabilitate my own injuries and to make sure no athletes would go through what I went through. And mm. that was the that was the wheels that were set in motion for the man you see today. And from that moment onwards, every waking moment was spent reading, studying, researching, trialing and trying every different rehab technique, strength conditioning technique, supplement, flexibility, different modality known to man. Um, I was at university doing exercise science, which was kind of a surprise because given my grades in high school, um, I wasn't really the best student. And the teachers actually said, um, look, Joseph, you know, you're a really good kid, but we don't think you're smart enough to be able to go to university um, given what your grades are. And, um, you know, again, you've got these mentors or role models that you take and respect and they're telling you that you can't do something and you're kind of like, oh, well, they, they're adults, they must know. But as you become an adult yourself, you realize that a lot of these people often have their own dreams and insecurities have been squashed and shattered as well. So they then transpose their foes onto you. Mm -hmm. So what I realized was that 
the power of the mind is a really powerful thing and that I'd never really been tested as a man, especially as a young man. And I thought, you know what? I've never really tried at school. Imagine what would happen if I actually tried and applied myself. Mm. So the same work ethic I had regarding my football, I then applied those same concepts to my schoolwork and I studied my backside off and got good enough grades to get into medicine. And then basically went to exercise science and thought I wanted to become a physiotherapist. And I went and did, uh, I went and did two days of prac work with a physiotherapist and I was bored out of my brains. I'm like, where's the fucking athletes? Like, they're all they're all older people, all older geriatric sort of not non-active participants in society. And there was a lady that was about 88 years of age up on the physio table, and they said, "Oh, Joey, you know, we want you to do some hands-on treatment on her. This is my second day in the physio practice." <laughs> they're like, "We need you to rub her inner thighs," and I said. I'm out. I said, you can't pay me enough for this. I said, this is not, this wasn't in the contract. I was like, you want me to rub her inner thighs because I've got to loosen up her adductors because they're pulling on a kneecap, which is pulling. I said, no, nah, I'm done. This is not for me. So went back and yeah. um, at that point in time, I'd begun doing some work with a strength and conditioning coach from the Queensland Reds. Mm. And he was designing my rehabilitation program for my shoulders. And I remember the day... My mother was driving because I couldn't drive because it's in two blue slings. It's hard to drive a car when you're in two blue slings. I can't drive with my legs. I can, but I can't. And then we're driving up to see the strength conditioning coach from the Queensland Reds Rugby Union team who was really good with shoulders. And my mother, it was about 150 bucks a program back in 2001. And my mother goes, she goes, Joseph. Well, yes, mum. She goes, you could do this. And I thought, I could. I could do this. And then pretty much I learned from this guy, I saw the programs and literally the guy's program put maybe three and a half kilos on me in about six weeks. So I learned the power of the strength and conditioning work. And back in 2001, there wasn't really a a strength and conditioning industry or even a PT industry, at least on the Gold Coast, not compared to what it's like now. Mm. And pretty much on that day, yeah, I, I was in my exercise science and I was about halfway through my degree and I had an opportunity, I was doing so well with my grades that there was an opportunity to be able to get involved in a master's program in strength and conditioning. So it was the master's degree in exercise science specializing in strength and conditioning. I was like, all my dreams had come true. I was so happy I got accepted in this program and I was the youngest guy in the history, I think, to actually complete that degree. So all this research I was doing at Griffith in my undergraduate, I'd go to the library, I'd get out all the strength and conditioning books, I'd get out all the, they actually had VHSs back then, that's how old I am, and I'd get all the VHSs out, I'd get all the nutrition books, and every time that the semester would end, I'd literally just go and get those books, read and research, and just be on it 24-7, and I was actually thinking about this the other day, I'd actually be coaching or reading for between 10 to 15 hours a day minimum, that's how passionate I was about the industry, because I realised that... I read somewhere that to be an expert, you need to read five hours a day every day for three years. And I thought, well, fuck, if I do 15 hours a day, I'll be an expert in a year. So literally just read and studied everything. And then from that place onwards, I traveled around the world seeking out the best coaches, the best re, uh, best sports scientists, best strength conditioning coaches, best physiotherapists, best functional medicine doctors to develop my system I've got today. And I traveled to every AFL club between 2000 and 2015 that won a premiership to go and see what they were doing, how they were doing it, what their systems were like. Um, And pretty much got started at the Brisbane Lions between 2001 and 2004. And I know you're, you probably weren't in Australia, you probably weren't even born then, but basically the Brisbane Lions won three consecutive premierships and they had the best coach, Lee Matthews, they had the best medical staff, uh, 
Victor Popov and Peter Stanton. They had the best strength and conditioning staff. Um, they had the best tackling coaches. They had the best sports psychologist, Phil Jauncey. Uh, Cliff Mallard is the speed coach. And they literally had the best team assembled in the history of the AFL. And they went on to win three consecutive premierships, four grand finals. So I was lucky as a you know an 18, 19 year old, you know, being able to see what the best of the best were doing. And they had like three Brownlow medalists. They had all Australian players. They were all big units. And it was such an intimidating environment for such a young man to be in. But I just saw what it took to be elite. I saw what elite coaching looks like, what elite rehab looks like. I saw guys that were all on the same page um, that knew exactly, they had clarity exactly how they were going to play the game. And I'd go to other AFL clubs and I'd be like, oh, well, these guys, they're nowhere near it. They're so far off it because I'd seen what the best of the best had done. And I always thought that if I wanted to be, if I wanted to be the best in my field and you know really have mastery in those areas, I'd have to learn from the best people. So I went out and sought out the people that I'd considered to be the best. Now, when I talk about the best, that would be the best physiotherapist like Victor Popov he's a great a great friend of mine he's pushing uh, close to late 60s he's been the AIS he's looked after the Russian cycling team he's looked after the best cyclists on the Tour de France the best AFL players like he's again he's in the top one percent in his field so if I'm going to learn from someone that's a person I want to learn from because he's done it in the real world my business coach who you are going to have on this podcast Brendan Nichols yes he's Brendan a Nichols I met him so I was about 23, cruising through Coolangatta Airport. And, you know, when you're young, you want to get your guns out. So I had, like, a black T-shirt on with my biceps popping out. And the T-shirt was about six sizes too fucking small, so you look like you're jacked. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And I'm literally cruising through the airport. I've got the pillow under one arm because, obviously, sleep's important. And I've got a protein shake in the other. And I'm trapping through there. I've got imaginary lat syndrome, cruising past the airport, eyeballing everyone up and down. And I'm cruising to the airport. I'm going to a seminar for property investing in Melbourne. And I sit down beside this bloke and this guy goes, he goes, oh, you look pretty fit, mate. What do you do? And I said, I'm Australia's best and highest paid strength and conditioning coach. What do you do? <laughs> Such a good business oh, no. presentation. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's nice. He goes, I'm Australia's best and highest paid business coach. I said, you're kidding me. I said, we might be doing some work together in the future. And he looks at me, he goes, have you got a business card? And I look at him and I'm like, I don't do business cards, mate. If you want my phone number, you're going to write it down now. So he's just sitting there like, <laughs> Dude, he's taking good, it back. He's good. like, really? Yeah. And anyway, long story short, it turns out that Brendan was actually presenting at that property investing seminar on business. And we ended up catching up after the event and he's like, mate, I've had a couple of, I'm a mad keen skier and I'm a mad keen surfer. But he goes, I've had a couple of knee reconstructions and I haven't been able to get the full use of my knee. Can you help me? I'm like, of course I can help you. Yeah. So he um, he came down and this is when I was training people out of my garage. Came down to my garage and I told him about my unique system back in, that was in what, 2006. And I said, oh mate, I've got a training system that you only got to do you know, 45 minutes, three times a week. You get the afterburn effect and all these things that he'd never heard of before. He's like, you mean I've only, he goes, I've been training two hours a day, seven days a week. And I'm like, mate, and as a business consultant or coach, he's into efficiency. So I'm like, mate, what if I could get you triple the results in a quarter of the time? I said, how much would you pay me? So he writes out a check for $50,000 and he goes, mate, what did this get me? I said, oh, two sessions. <laughs> he just laughed. <laughs> he just laughed. And I said, he goes, well, Joey, I can either, I can pay you that. Or he goes, mate, I've got a thing called the Wealth Mastermind Club happening over in Vanuatu at the end of the year. He goes, you're welcome to come along as a guest. And he goes, I've got, you know, some really high net worth 
business people that you could probably learn from that would probably want to come and train with you. So at the time, mate, this was, I just bought my house. Um, I think the GFC was just kicking, the interest rates were going up. I really needed the money, but something just said to me, I was like, you know what? I actually think it's going to be a better investment if I go to this seminar with Brandon. Wait, wait a second. Yeah. Stopped. Because people, people are yeah. going to listen to it and they'll be like, wait, what? Yeah. So he wrote you a check for $50,000 yeah. and basically gave you the option. Yeah. You either take this money yeah. right now yeah. or you just come and play the long game, meet high network yeah. individuals and just connect with it and see what happens. Yeah. And as a 20-something-year-old, that 50000 was very attractive. But I thought, this guy, when I saw him present, I'm like, this guy speaks like no one else speaks and his knowledge about business and his wisdom about life and people in general is phenomenal um i'm just like and then once i got to know brennan i saw the balance that he had with his life like he's the only guy i've ever met and that's why the only guy i've ever met that's had 10 out of 10 for his physical health 10 out of 10 for his financial health 10 out of 10 for his relationships with his wife and his kids and 10 out of 10 for his spiritual health and i'm like that's how I want to live my life and I want to be a role model and I want to be a role model for my athletes and I want to have a life like that. There was no jealousy. It was just like that was the standard that had been set for me yeah. as a 25-year-old. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do it. And I'm helping him achieve his goals in his physical sense. And the guy's pushing like mid-70s. I looked at his blood work yesterday. He's healthier than most 20-year-olds. He just got back from skiing in Italy for like two months. He goes to Geelang surfing 10 to 15-foot waves. Yeah. How many 70-plus-year-old blokes do you know that are doing that? Oh, not me. And yeah. that are doing, and with regards to how he structured his business, he wasn't working 24 7. He was the most efficient with his business that I ever saw. So I'm like, I want his life. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the fit guy yeah. with no money. I don't want to be the business guy with no fitness. I want to be the complete package in yes. every aspect of yes. life. I don't want to be, I want to be the modern day Renaissance man because who wants to be the, the fat rich guy? Who wants to be the lonely rich guy? Who wants to be the poor fit guy? Like all yeah. the all the spiritually evolved guy that's at Byron that has no money that Don't doesn't money, be able to yeah. speak to people that has no relationships. So that that by the way resonates so much with me and with the the biggest purpose of this podcast is to literally help creative entrepreneurs and anyone else that wants to jump on the train to just tackle every area of life and bring it to a 10. Because I think a lot of people are, are just... So one of our last guests was talking a bit about this, like most people just live like a 7 out of 10 life. You know, it's, it's not terrible, but is not great so and that's a dangerous spot to be and i told her that that, that has a name it's called actually the region beta paradox and it's basically wow. a, a place in which it's very dangerous place because you don't have enough pain to motivate you to change so you stay trapped you're in your job and you know you get paid whatever 100k a year um you hate your boss but they still give you maybe they let you work once a day from home. You have some flexibility around it. So it's not terrible, but it's not great. So because you don't have enough motivation, you never change. You always stay the same and you always think about the possibilities, but you're, you're too scared. So for those people, you will almost be better if things were worse. Yeah. Because then you will actually take action. So in here, I just want to show people by, by having people like you on, on the podcast that, hey, it is possible to live a 10 out of 10 life in every aspect. 
Because I thought for for a long time, I thought that was impossible. <laughs> and a lot of people that are average people told me like, oh no, if you go this route, like, you know, that means you won't have great relationships. Or if you get the money, that means you'll probably end up fat. Or if you go to fitness, you cannot get a lot of money. And I'm not saying it's, it's easy. I'm saying it's possible because I've seen it enough times to know that you can be fit, you can be wise, you can have a strong network, you you can have great relationships, and you can be making bank. 100%, mate. And I asked, again, I don't want to defer to him too much, but I said to Brendan, I said, mate, how do you achieve, because we talk about mastery, and people, when you talk to average, when you talk to most people about mastery, they've got no concept of what mastery means. And mastery means that, you know a subject inside out and back to front. You know everything about everything. So me with strength and conditioning, for the first 20 years of my life, I devoted every waking moment, every resource, every ounce of energy I had to mastering my craft. And that came from a place of fear because I wanted to make sure that if I had an athlete in front of me, I would never be found to be incompetent. I knew about nutrition. I knew about recovery. I knew about injury rehab. I knew about performance enhancement. I knew about supplementation. I knew about strength, speed, power, everything. And that came to mastery in that area. And then what I realized was that like what you said before, how now that I've got mastery in fitness and health and wellness and my body's great, I've got my own health sorted, financially, that was an area that needed to be worked upon. So there's an old saying that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Brendan pops up. My business, you know, business was going along right. My personal skills were fantastic with what I was doing, but the business wasn't as profitable as what it could be. Then all of a sudden, who do I meet? Brendan's physical health wasn't in the area that it needed to be in. Who did he meet? Like attracts like. When I met you, you know, Joey, I need a video guy because my normal video, sorry, Nelson, I need a video guy because my normal guy's off doing, you know, professional f stuff overseas. And all of a sudden, look what pops up. So the law of attraction and, yeah, that mastery. So I said to Brendan, I said, mate, how do you have mastery in so, much, so many areas of your life? He said, well, Joey, like what you said before, Nelson, most people might operate at a six or a seven in most areas. So you're not really elite, but you're not too bad. And there's not enough pain there to be able to progress through to be elite. And you might not be willing to do the work to be elite. But he said, look, there's points in time. He goes, whatever aspect of my life needs work. So Joe, when I met you, it was my physical side. When I met Brendan, it was my financial side. So he goes, there'll be an area and you just go, that's the area that needs my focus. And then you bring it up. But when you bring it up, there's other... So if you're solely focused on your fitness maybe your business might take a bit of a back seat. Mm -hmm. But then when your fitness is sorted, then you can focus all because you've got more energy, more vitality, you can then focus back on your business. Mm -hmm. So I said, you're never usually operating at 10 out of 10 for everything, mm -hmm. but you can keep pushing one up, the other one up, mm -hmm. the other one up, but you can't be, you're probably not gonna be able to bring everything up all at the same time. Like if I said, Nelson, mate, I'm gonna make you an AFL footballer, but you've got to stop doing your business stuff. It's probably not gonna mm -hmm. happen because you haven't got the, you haven't got the resource to devote to that without mm -hmm. dropping other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. So that mastery was a really key concept. And then the people you meet, like I had a client who, so then I realized that all successful, all financially successful people that I met did one of two things. So they had a business. So I looked at what the common things were for the most successful people financially. None of them were usually employees. They all owned businesses and they used the business and they invested the money from business into real estate or shares. It was simple. It wasn't sexy. So I thought, okay, I've got to get some real estate. So I bought the first house I saw, saved up for like five years for the deposit, bought the first house I saw, and I'm like, I could, you know, I can have my gym out of here. So I'll have a place to live. And then I've got my gym. I can use my gym in the garage. So that worked really, really well because 
and again, I had no idea about real estate. Didn't know how interest rates worked. Didn't know what LVRs are. Didn't what, know what lenders' mortgage insurance was. Didn't know what rates were. Didn't know what water bills were. And all of a sudden, you're like a you know a young twenty year old, and you got a bloody you know you got a a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, and you got bills you got to make. You got to you know. So I never had a holiday for the first ten years of business because I was well. Everyone else is in their twenties and just cruising around having fun. <laughs> I'm losing my hair, going out the door backwards, trying to figure out how I can make ends meet to be able to pay off the debt that I'd incurred. But now it actually put me in a better position. And then through Brennan, I, he referred me a client who was a water skier. Um, and he was, we helped him become an Australian water ski champion. He'll be on your podcast as well. His name's Marty Ailes. And Marty Ailes is one of the best property developers in Australia. He lives in Adelaide. He's coming up here next Thursday. So I might be able to get him in here for you. Yeah, um, And he said to me, I helped rehabilitate his back injury. And he became an Australian champion, went over the world titles and won the world championship. And he said, Joey... It's because of your training that that happened. And I never, ever once spoke to him about property. Likewise with Brendan, I never spoke to him about his business stuff. I gave my clients 100% focus and attention on them. And I knew that if I gave them the results they were looking for, they would then give me possible access to those beautiful big brains of theirs in their particular areas of expertise. So it's 2011. I just split up with the ex-girlfriend. I was like, you know what? I just want to be a kid. I'm just going to sell the house. The market had dropped, so I was probably going to lose about 200 grand on the house. So that's a, a nice little hole. And I had Marty called me out of the blue. He goes, Joey, he goes, mate, I just had a feeling to call you. And, I, and he goes, oh, mate, you know, if you have any questions about your property stuff, you know you can call me. And I said, oh, mate, I'm just, I've had enough, mate. I've had the property for, you know, half a decade. It's gone down by 200 grand. Mate, I just want to be a kid, mate. All my mates are going overseas. They're partying. They're going overseas. You know, they've got wild stories. And here I am as a 20, you know, mid-20-year-old, like a 60-year-old with a mortgage and, you know, doing stuff that adults do. I just want to be a kid. And he goes, you never, ever sell your property. He goes, mate, you're young enough. You hold on to that thing. And then... Basically, we went down, me, Brendan, and Marty went down to Sydney to go and watch one of my clients play, which is Kurt Tippett, um, an AFL football for Sydney Swans. And I sat down with Marty in Bondi, and he goes, Joey, he goes, do you really want to get your finances sorted? I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, how committed? I said, mate, I'll do anything. I said, I want to be, you know, I want to be like you boys, like, because Marty's 10 years older. I mean, he's financially free, and he's probably worth 20 or 30 mil. He's doing all right. And he goes, Joey, this is what you're going to do. He goes, normally I charge hundreds of thousands of dollars. He goes, I've told so many people they can do this, but they never can do it. And I said, mate, I'll never disrespect you by not doing what you recommend me do. Okay, because I know you've got my best interest at heart. You're not making any money out of me. So he drew up this plan on a on the back of a napkin. He goes, this is what you're going to do for the property. You're going to knock it down. You're going to put six units on there. And I'm like, mate, I'm not a developer. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. He goes, no, no, I'll walk you through it. He goes, you're going to get the council certification and approval. You're going to get the town plan. You're going to get the draftsman to draw up the plan, the architect. And this is how you're going to do it. I was like, mate, six units on one. So I literally spent, so from 2013 to 2023, which is now pretty much the last decade, kind of focused more on the passive income side of things with property rather than growing my business because I realized that with the strength and conditioning, I've always it's a it's a great I love the business. I'm so passionate about it. I get paid to coach people. It's the best gig in the world. But I realize it's not a passive income and because I don't have a lot of employees and I don't have membership websites or, you know, selling apps and ebooks and stuff like that, the income was gonna the passive income was going to come from my properties. So Marty sort of showed me how to do these particular developments 
every day I'd be on the phone to him, the poor bastard. I'm like, mate, send me an invoice, bro. The amount of time I spent on the phone, the amount of time I spent on the phone to the council. I literally had maybe 200, no, not 200, maybe 65 quotes from every different builder on the Gold Coast to get these units built. And they ranged from like, you know, the variance in price was massive, but that allowed me to get set up. And I figured out this particular development structure works really well on the Gold Coast and repeated that a couple of times. And it put me in a position where by the time I was mid-30s, I didn't have to ever work another day again, which gave me a lot of, it gave me freedom to do what I want, to learn, to grow and evolve, and to be a, to be the best human I could be. So I'm not constrained by the day-to-day living costs that most people have. And again, that was not because I was super smart, but it came back to my network. And I know you're big on this as well. Your network is your net worth. And the guys I've got in my, I mean, you've met half the guys at the Breakfast for Champions. You know, you've got builders, you've got lawyers, you've got importers, you've got exporters, you've got developers, you've got um, mental skills coaches, you've got professional athletes, you've got, um, what the fuck does Kirk do? <laughs> you've, got, you've got guys that can give you, you guys, you've got guys that can make you lucky. You've got all these guys in your network that you can, and it's not just about what they can do for you. But it's so powerful and it's taken me 35 years to develop that contact of networks in the medical field. So I think that any of my friends that are like with yourself, mate, I met you. What did I do with you? I'm like, Nelson, mate, you got some great skills. You got some great energy. I want you to come and meet my guys. So you've now been able to tap into that network of people because I love your energy. I love your vibe. And as Brennan said, he goes, with all due respect, you got you give me a guy like Nelson He's going to be a millionaire. No, he's going to be a multi-millionaire ten times over because he's got the hunger, and maybe that's part of the challenge in Australia. Is that, and you're aware of this as well, that everything comes so easy to Australians. You get free university. I'm grateful. I had free university. You've been paying back the hex debt. You've got welfare. You've got the dole. You've got free education. You get given everything so easily. But when you get given things so easily. It doesn't develop resilience. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a bit of disrespect and maybe there's some malaise or complacency where if you just work hard and you work smart, it's quite easy to be successful. And you've found that as well because you've grown your business from zero mm-hmm. to you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just because you're willing to do the work mm-hmm. that no one else is willing to do. And I've seen the same thing with athletes. Like, And it's getting easier to become more successful if you've got mm-hmm. the right people around you mm-hmm. and if you're willing to work hard. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's a- yeah, it's it's making a decision, you know, like, and the word decide means killing every other option. So are you willing to make the commitment? Are you willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to get there? I'm willing to do whatever it takes to become financially free, just like you, just like Brandon. I'm, I belong there. I feel like I'm already there. It just hasn't manifested yet in the physical world. But I'm also prepared for the long game. You know, I wanted to make it happen as quick as possible. That's why I wake up every day at 5 a.m. to grind, you know, like and, and to get things done. And yes, to work hard, but also find ways to work smart. That's why I have a coach now as well, just like you used to have before, because I'm so ready for the next level and I'm willing to pay the price. And I've been paying the price for seven years now, not seeing my family on the other side of the world and a few of the things that are very important to me, but I just understand that there's a price to pay. Whatever you want, you can have, but there is a price to pay. Yeah. And, and yeah, like I want to show people, you know, like, cause I wish when I was in my early twenties that I had someone like you or access to even someone like me to just start laying down all these ideas and show me what 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 it was possible you know so back then i was just completely trapped in the system 
just having this little voice inside telling me that, you know, life could get better, that why are those people, you know, making money online and making videos and this and that, like I could be doing that, but it just felt almost impossible. It, it really felt impossible back then. I think my mindset even wasn't prepared to, to acknowledge that that was possible for me. Back then, I, I still needed to do so much personal development and mindset work. Um, so, so yeah, this, this platform is basically here to accelerate your journey if you want to get to the highest level of life. Um, Joy, you are surrounded by elite individuals not only your athletes your social network everything what have you found are like the common traits of the people that operate at the highest level that is a fantastic question um, and i have looked at those athletes and i like to analyze their unique character traits and i go through this with all my new athletes that come through my program and system i go look for 25 years i've been able to produce not produce but also produce and work with some of the country's most elite athletes you're looking at world champions gold medalists world record holders guys that were delisted to drafted athletes are still dominating at 35 years of age and i guess the most important thing is they've all got an amazing work ethic i've never met anyone that's been lazy like all those athletes they've all got a great work ethic um, the athletes that never succeeded the ones that thought they were better than what they were they were lazy or they got complacent. So the number one thing is a work ethic. Without a work ethic, you may as well give up the ghost. So that's number one, work ethic. They've all had high levels of dissatisfaction, which means that they weren't happy with where they were at. If you're complacent, as you said before, you know, I'm happy with a seven out of 10. They hate to lose, but they're not there. They've all had their motivations and intentions for becoming the best athlete they can be. It was never financial. It was always a internal drive and internal motivation to be the best they could be to explore how good they could be like what you said before i want to see if i'm good enough to be to make money in this industry i want to see whether i'm good enough to be the best it was all about that self-exploration it wasn't more so it wasn't about getting medals or anything it was just to see how far they could go and how far they could push it to see how far they could push their body physically mentally and just I'd say, and I was having a chat to Courtney Hancock this morning, I said, the life of an elite athlete is so boring. It's predictable. You wake up every day at 5 a.m., you eat your breakfast that's healthy breakfast, you go and train, you do your recovery work, you eat your post-workout nutrition, you go and train again, you have a nap. It's predictability, it's boring, it's the same thing day out, day in, day out, and it's consistency. It's consistently a boring life. You go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, you wake up and you repeat because champions are not made overnight. It's day after day, week after week, year after year. It's like that Kaizen principle, you know what I mean? Like small incremental improvements over long periods of time lead to massive improvements over long periods of time. And if for every day you get 1% better, you're 365% better in a year. And if you just keep compounding that, it compounds. And then also because you see those results coming and happening, you're less likely to fuck it up by not sleeping well, by cheating on your diet, by going out and sinking piss. Like they see those results and they just keep consistent and they love the results. They want to keep doing the work because they know that if everything they do is either moving them towards their goal or taking them away from it. So every time you miss a meal, every time you don't sleep 
the appropriate number of hours, you're ripping into your performance gains. It's as simple as that. You know, we've got such amazing things to track athletes now with like the aura ring and the whoop band and we can get their data in the gym to see how fast and explosive they are every session. So it's consistency, it's boring because people think, oh, you know, the life of an elite athlete is so glamorous, you know, we get to they and they get invited out to so many different things. But it's the things that they say no to with their time that actually make them elite and successful. I think I covered most of the stuff there. So yeah, consistency, they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you they are. I mean? And from the people I've met as well in so far in my lifetime, like every elite athlete has those traits that you're describing. And they just have this, it's like myself as well, like I have this hunger that cannot be stopped. Yeah. You know, like I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. I'm also patient. You know, if someone wins a, a battle today, I'm just thinking about the war, you know, I'm, I'm, you're thinking about the battle, I'm thinking hey, about the war, game, baby. you know, yeah. so it, it's been there for the long game. I wanted to ask you as well, obviously you, you are into helping all these individuals to achieve the highest level they can. What are some of the best habits that people can implement right now that you you would say like yeah. look it doesn't matter if you're an aiming to be an elite athlete or elite in business or anything like that these are in your experience some of the best habits you can implement to become a champion sleep <laughs> it's um i know everyone talks about grinding and you know they doing you know massive hours and stuff and i think initially in business you probably you have to put in the hours but i think the number i don't think i know that the number one thing that dictates your performance is not just your training but it's your sleep mm -hmm. and if you're not sleeping well if you're not recovering well your clarity your focus your energy levels are going to be shot you're reaching for the coffee you're falling asleep at two o'clock mm -hmm. so if you're a business person and you're not sleeping well you're killing your you're killing you're killing creativity you're also decreasing your health because we know that if you're not sleeping well, you decrease your life expectancy, you get mm -hmm. fatter because your cortisol levels are higher. If you're sleeping better, your hormone levels are going to be optimized, you're going to lay down new muscle, you can decrease your body fat. So sometimes one of the sneaky things we do with our some of our executive clients that are flying in from overseas, just get their sleep right and their body composition improves dramatically because they're sleeping better. So they'll look like, hey, Joey, like, you know, my, my body fat on my abdominals has gone down and i'm like they're like how's that happen we haven't even done anything with the diet they've just slept better mm -hmm. so we recommend waking up at the same waking up and going to sleep at the same time every mm -hmm. day making sure you're not i know it's challenging not looking at a computer or not looking at a phone before you go to bed um, two hours before bed not having large massive meals mm -hmm. making sure your room is like pitch black mm -hmm. um, so my room is like got this bedroom blackout like mm -hmm. it's literally like dracula's cave you can't see anything there. you can't see your hand Make sure your temperature of your room is between 18 and 21 degrees. So I'd, number one thing is the sleep. Like the amount of people that have said, Joey, since my sleep's improved, the quality of my life, the quality of my interactions. And we know that people that don't sleep, they have major psychological, like they can think called, when you sleep, you've got a thing called psychogenic regeneration, which basically allows your brain to recover. Your immune system is better. You don't get sick as much. Um, you've got better focus, better energy, better attention. Mm. Guys that don't sleep more than six hours a night, um, on average have testosterone levels that are 10 years their senior. Mm. You know, you would have seen Dr. Matt Walker talk about that. He's the expert yeah. in sleep. Yeah. You, and by the way, you, you should need, definitely read that book. If, you, if, if you're thinking <laughs> sleep is not that, <laughs> it's uh, important, man. not that important, you 100% need to read Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah, so you want to make sure you're sleeping because even with professional athletes, like that's the number one thing. We all have to do it, but some people don't do it that well. So if we can do it 
optimally, it's going to make a massive improvement to our overall health. And again, you if you don't sleep, you're likely to consume more calories, which makes you going to get fatter over time. Guys with the dad bods typically don't sleep as well, so that's why they start storing more body fat. They start losing their muscle mass. So that sleep is number one. Plenty of water, which means I've got to have a drink now. Reverse mm-hmm. osmosis, UV filtered water. Mm-hmm. And thanks. Water policy. And hydration. <laughs> hydration. Hydration. <laughs> yeah. um, I just did a video on that a couple of years ago, I think, about hydration in terms of being hydrated. A lot of people don't actually drink enough water, so mm-hmm. they then mm-hmm. have, you know, they get headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, their cellular communication is inhibited. Mm-hmm. They're dehydrated. Their stools aren't passing as well. So basics, mate. And then sunlight, brother. We live here on the Gold Coast. Yes. We're in a dark, dingy yes. room. You've got to get outside. Go and yes. enjoy. Get some vitamin yeah. D. Vitamin D keeps... And these are all base things that we can all do. They don't cost you any money. Yeah. Um, then obviously, you know, you want to get some fresh air. Make sure you've got your air circulated through your house. Get your windows open. Go down to the beach. Take in those beautiful, beautiful salt air. Oxygen, air, water, and diet. Um, diet's obviously one of the things that a lot of people, you know, there's so many different dietary camps now. Are you paleo? Are you ancestral? Are you primal? Are you eating liver? Are you not eating liver? Are you mm. vegan? Are you dairy? Are you pescatarian? So just eat real food. Avoid anything that comes in a packet or a box, um, anything that's processed. If you can, we have a saying, if you can shoot it, kill it, or grow it, you can eat it. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, football is like, oh, yeah. Joey, what can I eat? What's protein, mate? Yeah. I'm like, protein, and I'm like, how can I summarize yeah. this so a two-year-old would understand? Because some of them, yeah. they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. Yeah. They know that. So I'm yeah. like, you can eat it yeah. if it swims, flies, runs, or you can grow it. Yeah. So one of the guys looks at me and goes, McDonald's? Hamburglar runs? And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are just, yeah. you guys are off tap. So, yeah, lots of fruits and vegetables. Nice. Lots of lean proteins, lots of healthy nuts and healthy fats, you know. That's, you know, good butters. That's what you're designed to eat, you know. If it comes in a packet or it's processed, people in the supermarket, protein and produce. So, we say, you know, P P plus P equals P. This is algebraic equations for nutrition. If you go to the supermarket, you see that most of the packaged and processed stuff in the supermarket is in the middle. So if you stick to the protein and produce, it's in the periphery. So just shop on the outside of the supermarket. You'll be sweet. And I know you have a background. Do people know that you actually have a background as a dentist? I haven't done a full in-depth uh, podcast about myself just yet. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I don't so, want to give too but, much away. I, Sorry, I guys. I mentioned it. I mentioned it before that. I, so I, how I important? Dentistry. How important is oral health on overall health? Because people, when I have athletes, I actually look at. It sounds weird. I'm like, do you guys have any fillings? Show me your gum health, because mm-hmm. we know that back in the olden days, when they were buying slaves, it's probably politically incorrect, but they would look at their gums to see. Mm-hmm. If their gums yeah. were healthy, because if their gums were healthy, yeah. you could tell the that particular they were probably slave gonna be strong, they were going to yeah. be strong. Yeah. So now with athletes, if they've got a lot of feelings or their gums are unhealthy or their yeah. teeth are bad, I get them to go and see a, a holistic dentist up north because I realize that mm. the impact of inflammation can have in the mouth and yeah. overall health and yeah. performance. Yeah. So people, that's another area that you know we've had athletes take out their amalgams and they've improved their aerobic mm-hmm. capacity by like 7 to 15% just by getting rid of the amalgams, which is a toxin in their mouth. So it's not just strength and conditioning, it's the overall health and performance. Like like you were saying, it's the simple things, man. If you can take care, like you you nailed it to me, you nailed it, like the sleep, hydration, and sunlight, and, and you eat healthy to to certain degree, you can even, you know, yeah, have yeah. Your, your cheat day every yeah, now and then, but yeah. like those 
if you take care of those three things, sleep is massive, man. It has, that's why I, I'm able to operate at the highest level every day. Yes, I wake up at five, but guess what? My ass is on bed at by 8.30. <laughs> yeah. You know, like at nine, I'm, I'm asleep, you know, so I get my eight hours every day. Perfect. So like, don't un underestimate the power of the little things and just adding something to the dentistry side of things, your mouth as well. Dude, please be sure that you're brushing Brush your, your teeth. And floss. Yeah, and floss. floss as well. Dude, you don't want to be missing teeth. Nobody gives a fuck about teeth until you miss one. You know? Like then you'll give a lot of, you'll give a yep. fuck about it because it's, it's like your presentation later. When you go and shake a hand to someone, you know, one of the first things you do is <laughs> you smile. Teeth, Imagine if you're missing yeah. a, a couple of teeth in there. So definitely take care of that. And not only that, like if you have a bad hygiene, like you were saying, that that's usually related to other other systemic issues, problems, systemic like problems disease, that you yeah, can have. Strokes, yeah, so yeah. take it seriously, and you don't <laughs> want to go on a date and be talking to a girl close, <laughs> and suddenly she's like, uh, "You're not taking me home today because no, you didn't brush your teeth, mate." Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's simple stuff like that yeah. that people don't realize. But obviously, when I figured out and realized the importance of oral health, it's like you know, started actually asking my athletes, "Have they got you know root canals and stuff like that?" Because again, my research with root canals suggests that it's not. The most optimal thing to have decaying matter left in your body you should pretty much take that stuff mm -hmm. out so oral health then obviously you know the weight training is such a massive part as well like you know for bone health for longevity mm -hmm. you know for falls prevention especially as people get older but you know looking good and feeling good the hormonal cascade that comes as, mm -hmm. as a result of lifting weights and getting moving like mm -hmm. what do they say that sitting is the new smoking like getting off your butt because so many people are now parked in front of the computer yeah. Yeah. you know so just getting out and moving and doing what your body's you're designed to win you're designed yeah. to move you're not designed yeah. to sit in a dark room like a shrimp in, hey! in a dark room for like yeah. you know yeah. 16 hours a day yeah. you're designed to locomote you're designed to move you're not designed mm. to be sedentary so you want to use the the beautiful things that you've been given you know because mm. you know one of the stories i had an executive um come up from sydney and he was keen to work with us he'd seen i think he'd seen i figured out he'd seen like 16 other coaches or trainers and he came to see me on the referral of another business guy that had seen me and um i said oh What's going to be, what's the difference between like doing stuff with me and doing stuff with the other coaches you've seen? He goes, Well, Joe, you don't care who I am. This guy, you would know him if he seems like a very famous guy. He goes, I'm private chat. He goes, You don't care who I am. He said, My money's irrelevant to you. I said, Exactly right. So I said, But here's what we're going to do. This is called the blackmail diet. You heard of this one before? No. The blackmail diet. So this guy, I said, Mate, if we, I said, You're all about money, mate. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm all about money. I said, Well, this is what we're going to do. I've got my lawyer, Tom Force, who just lives down the road from me. He's going to draft up a contract. So, if we don't achieve the goals, if you don't drop X amount of body fat in the next 12 weeks, you're going to, you're going to donate 25% of your net worth to the charity of my choice. And the guy starts laughing. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you're all right. I said, I'm fucking serious. His jaw dropped and he's like, I'm like, no, well, come on, mate. Let's put your money where your mouth is. So literally within eight weeks, that guy achieved his goal. Signed the contract and everything. And, you know, he's one of my best mates. You haven't met him. He's going to come up to one of our breakfasts. But, mate, he's in elite condition. He's like, mate, my wife's happy. You know, my wife's happy. I've got more energy for my kids. But it was just being able to talk to him in a manner that was going to make and going to connect. He's like, this guy doesn't care who I am. <laughs> and he wants me to get the best results possible. But he also knows how to put a wager on things to make sure that he's got skin in the game. Because I, I wanted him to get a result. Mm -hmm. Another athlete, another client had come up from Melbourne. Um, he didn't want to be there. His wife booked him into this executive program that I had. And pretty much he rocks up and he's like, oh, man, I don't want to be here. And I just said, I'm like, mate, that's fine. I said, shh, I don't want to hear you whinging. If I want your lip, I'll open my zip. 
anyway. I said, mate, get in the car. He's like, what are you doing? I said, just get in my car. So we drove him up to the hospital, the Gold Coast Hospital there. And he's like, mate, I don't want to be here. I don't want to train. You know, I love, you know, doing lines of coke. I love having me reds. You know, I don't want to be here. You know, I'm being forced to do this because of my wife. I'm just doing this to shut her up. And so I drove him to the hospital and I said, get out. Well, what are you doing? I said, I'll be, I'll park the car. I'm going in a minute. So parked the car, walked him in, walked up, went to the elevator, took him into level six at the old Southport Hospital there. And I walked him around and we were in the children's cancer ward at the Gold Coast Hospital. And I said, look around here. The guy's gone sort of bright white and he's just, he's, I said, mate, you go and tell those kids what you told me. He's just, oh, I start to go red, tears start to come down. I said, well, mate, you've been blessed with a disease-free functional body. What are you doing wasting it away with piss, drugs, ciggies and a shit diet? Like, these kids would do anything to go outside to play with their friends, to be able to have a disease-free functional body, and here you are wasting it away. Guy comes in. He's like, mate, that was life-changing. So I guess what we've had to do with some of our clients, and these are high-end executives, we don't do this stuff with athletes, but pretty much push them to the brink of breaking to be able to get a snap point and to see how lucky they are and to realise what they've got. That guy's now at our Breakfast for Champions as well, um, and he's fit, he's healthy, he's got great relationships with his missus, and he said, Joe, if it wasn't for that interaction, I'd probably be dead by now. So it's not just the elite athletes that we've got to work with, it's some of the executives as well, and these guys have got their private jets, and again, it's, it's great having them in their network, but you've also got to know how to communicate with them to get them to change, because they're used to having people that are, I'm not going to say sucking their cock or licking their balls, but they're not used to having people telling them what to do. So you've got to be able to break that pattern mm. and get their respect instantly. I don't know whether I should talk about this one, but I will because you can always edit it. But we had a guy fly over from the UK. Um, he's got a massive company over there worth 800 million pounds. Yeah, 800 million pounds. And Amon, you haven't met Amon, the mental skills coach. He's going to come on here as well. I'm just doing all the marketing for you boys now. And this guy, lovely fella, like comes over um, from the UK and we work with him. And I said to Amon, it was a three-day package. We put him up at the, uh, we put him up at, Broad Beach, got him picked up in a limo, had my private chef cooking for him, all that, all great stuff. And I said to Amon, I said, mate, I'm not sure that this guy's, I don't think he's all in. I don't I don't know. I'll guarantee this guy a result. Like he's paying me 25 grand for the day to get a result. I'm like, I don't know whether I'm connecting with him. And Amon was like, no, no, it's all good, Joey. And I said to Amon, I told him about the previous story about taking that client to the hospital. So on the third day, um, we took this client out to the cemetery out of the Lambie Gardens, out at, Car at Carrara, out there. And we had his wife call him up and his son because he's all about family. So to get him to change, we had to get the family involved. So we took him out to the cemetery and said, which one are you going to be buried in, in the next two years? And basically, again, he started to tear up. Then his, his wife called him and said, hey, you know, we love you, we're supporting you, we know Joey and Amon have got your best interest at heart. We know that's really going to help you get you where you need to go. Um, then his son called up and said, hey, hey, Dad, I love you. Um, I want you to see my grandkids. You know, my grandkids want to see you. They don't want you. If you don't change your dietary habits and your lifestyle, you're not going to be around to see him grow up. So he's one of our biggest success stories. Um, I'm not going to mention his name, but he literally dropped 25 kilos in about eight or 12 weeks 
Um, oh. Very smart guy. Joey, he's a different man. I'll, I'll show you the photos off offset so you know that I'm not bullshitting you. But so it's stuff like that that I guess most coaches probably don't have the balls to do or don't know how to connect with their clients to be able to get them mm -hmm. to elicit that change. Because why is it that I can give everyone the same information, but some people get a result and some people don't. Now, all my clients yeah. get results, so I'm happy because they go through this process, but it's being able to really get them to have that snap point, like what you spoke of. How do you take someone from a 7 out of 10 in their life to a 10 out of 10? Mm -hmm. What do you have to do to get them to change? Yeah. Because you can fucking drag them along, but if they don't want to come with you, yeah. they're kicking and screaming. Yeah. So for me, for my financial situation, um, my snap point was the fact when my, my dad had multiple strokes and wasn't able to work, and you know my mum had an autoimmune disease. They couldn't afford their mortgage, so all of a sudden, as a young bloke, it's on me because I'm a fucking, I'm the man. Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes to succeed, and I need to learn how to grow a business. I need to learn how to make money. I need to learn how to invest. And obviously now, you know, the situation's entirely different. Like my mum and dad live in some of my properties. They manage. They actually manage my property portfolio for me. Nice. So they've been able to use their skill nice. sets. But initially, I think about the burden that was put on myself as a young man. But it's like, look. You and I both subscribe to the same philosophy that as a man, we can make ourselves. We can become anything we want to be through mm. hard work, through discipline, mm. through education, through knowledge, and through skills. We can acquire that stuff. Mm. And it's part of being a man that you take that responsibility on board. Mm. And you and I have had these discussions off camera that a lot of men now shirk that responsibility mm. and they take the easy way out. Mm. It's easy, but I guess as a man, you don't really know yourself till you've been tested. Mm -hmm. And they say that the more challenges that a man goes through the the better man you get yeah. and i mean i know you've heard the saying about you know strong times create weak men mm -hmm. weak men create hard times hard times create strong mm -hmm. men and the cycle goes mm -hmm. around so everything that's happened in my life all the challenges that i've had all the setbacks i've had have always have made the man that sits here today and i'm proud of that person and i think now you can look other people in the eye and i'm like you're a man on a mission you're going to get there mm -hmm. you know we're going to get there brendan's had his challenges Marty. any man that has made themselves has had challenges and mm -hmm. you look at them now and rather than being rather than whinging about them and being upset about them i actually embrace them i'm like oh this is just another challenge and now it's actually going to make me a better man because of it the relationships the heartaches the breakups you know losing good athletes you know like it all makes you who you are today and you just you can either shirk the issue you can go into your shell you can go what next? You're not going to break me. I'm like a cockroach. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> You're not going to be able to kill me. <laughs> and, th and that's the, so. kind, the kind of mindset you need to have. And I'm hoping like someone listening to this also, you know, we, the, the goal I have with every episode is that if I can change one person, you know, if I can give the tools with the guests, you know, to one person to fully transform their lives or take action into that thing that they know they should be doing, but they haven't done, yeah. the, mi the mission is accomplished, you know, like that's how you create slowly an army of people that will make the world a better place. But it, that, I think that's very important as well. Like, obviously, we're, we're talking from the perspective of as, a, as, as a man, you know, because we know in order to become a man, you need to be tested. That's the reality of it you need to yeah. go through hard things you need to build resilience you need to build mental yeah. toughness and guess what if you don't do it the world will keep you accountable for it i was i, I haven't told this story because i wanted to edit a full episode but i told you about my recent injury on my knee and ankle yeah, yeah. i get to the hospital like they tell they they, they just told me i'm most likely gonna <laughs> surgery, need surgery you yeah. know and then she leaves i've never had surgery <laughs> now you know like you were saying when, grand, bro. Where you, that you from? know yeah not only that that like 
just knowing that my business still is not a, at a point where it doesn't need me. So like, that's an issue that, and I'm just thinking about all these things like, fuck, what about the business? How am I going to do with yeah. the shoots that we have coming up? You know, I have someone depending on me to, to be able to provide work, yeah. all this stuff. And it like, my man is, is, is in a different place. And the doctor comes in and she's just setting the crutches for me and she she kind of gave me one and i'm trying to set the thing to my size but i'm not i'm not thinking about that i'm just kind of doing it but my head is just like fuck what am i gonna do you know what what do i do now and i i did the thing wrong and she grabbed it and she looks at me and she's like you're a man you're you're a man what what do you do here like and basically and, and by the way she had no bad intention or whatever she was lovely but it was a hard reality to face in that moment it brought me straight to the ground it's like yes dude nobody gives a fuck because you're a man and you have to perform at the highest level even when the circumstances are not in your favor so it just brought me back and instantly snapped back out of it instead of feeling sorry or thinking about the problems i became solution oriented i was like yeah this is yeah i might have my leg broken i might go through surgery i was prepared already for the worst but nobody gives a fuck the thing what matters right now is what am i gonna do about it that was all i was thinking since she told me that i looked at her and and, and then even my posture Change. i realized i yeah. realized like as i was thinking all this stuff even my body language was like coming down crouching and just starting to feel sorry about myself and just thinking like oh fuck i just fucked my life or whatever and suddenly she tells me that and he brought me to Nelson, he brought me to the man I am. And then I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm a man. That's what I told her. And then I, I just kept thinking, okay, solution. What am I going to do? And I started putting a plan instead, straight away, prepare for the worst. And I started putting a plan of what I was going to do to still make money, to still run a business, to, you know, heal myself as quickly as I can. I started putting a plan together to take action as soon as I was out of the hospital. And guess what? This is another thing, dude. Like, that's why you have to be in your full energy. You have to, you have to really be in that elite character. She told me, uh, as she's showing me the results of a CTN exam they did to roughly kind of, they, they needed an MRI, but they could tell roughly how bad it was through that. And she told me like, dude, if you're very lucky, you, you, you won't need surgery. I look her dead in the eye and I said, oh, good, because I'm the luckiest man alive. She, la she, she laughed about it. I left. Guess what? Guess who didn't have surgery? Dude, that, that's how it works. Yeah, like, yeah. I truly believe that the mind will, will get you to accomplish anything, will prevent you from injuries, will, will get you out of the worst case scenarios if you really have a strong mind. And, and like I said... I was prepared to go through surgery and all this shit, but I just knew, like, not right now, man. And you've also got a you got a network of elite health professionals around that can help you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and that's the other thing. That's and that's another important thing to touch based on. You need to focus on building a strong network. It took me way too long to understand this. I burned some relationships in the past because I might maybe just thinking about, about money or I was thinking uh, the short term. Man, think always big picture and always be a value provider. Don't don't look to take, don't look to even, you know, how can you, you know, make this relationship um, the same exact exchange? Just focus on providing because guess, guess what? Every high net worth and high value individual 
just wants to provide value as well. 100%. So if you find someone that is just taking, 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 then you know that guy is not, is not the guy that you want to be talking to. So, but when you start giving a lot to someone like Joy or someone like your mentor or someone like me, I, I feel the need that I have to provide you with value because you're providing so much value. It has to be a symbiotic exchange. So man, focus on building a strong network. Like you were saying it kind of jokingly, like, you know, I have lawyers, I have the best property developers, I have, you know, Business fitness. Coaches, builders, bi- mental skills coaches, But you do, yeah. you do. Your, your phone, all the contacts <laughs> you know. have in there is worth millions of dollars. 100%. So, you know, and you it's should made focus me on that. Of do- it's made me millions of dollars as well. And I'm grateful, but like what you said before, when I was building these relationships, I wasn't looking at what I could get out of them. I mm-hmm. never, and I guess I went in there with pure intention. So, I know some people talk about networks, like, oh, I've got to become mates with this guy, so I'm going to go and like, you know, almost blow him off and it's like everyone that i've met from uh net like i met you and i was like mate i love this guy's energy mate mm-hmm. i want you to meet my guys i mm-hmm. love what you're doing mm-hmm. i reckon you're going to provide some value but i wasn't trying to i wasn't actively trying to be mates or you know like network with other coaches or whatever and everything sort of it's evolved organically mm-hmm. and then it's like i'm going to do my job i've got some unique skill sets and as you said before you've got to provide some value so if you have mastery in your particular area other people are going to find that valuable and you're going to attract the best business coaches, mm. the best property developers, mm. the best builders, the best athletes, the best mental skills coaches, the best luck bubble guys. That's for you, Kirky boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that Very you're 100%. Very keen to on, by the way. Oh, dude, you, yeah. you guys are going to be blown away by that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's really important too, mate. And yeah, but you're going into it with the right intentions and you're trying to provide value. I think that's what people, and I think people get a feel for that too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. people, some people are really perceptive. Mm-hmm. So... What what advice would you give to someone? Because I think is I always try to also touch to the, thinking about the young Nelson. You know that I think his his mindset still needed to work quite a lot. It needed it needed to be sharpened. It needed to to be expanded by a different perspective. And in countries like this, I also meet too many entitled men, entitled men and. Men that are like the, the media nothing. and yeah. everything around them have convinced them that they need to be weak, that it's okay to be fat, that it, it's, you know, it's okay to be crying all the time, that it's okay to be depressed and all these things that I, I just see how they're turning them into very weak individuals that in the end are not able to build any dream life that, that they want to have. So what, what advice would you give to someone like that? that weak. Is, Weak individuals like you just discussed then are easy to control. Mm. They're not mm-hmm. fully fledged high octane alpha males. Now we don't need everyone to be alpha males, mm. but every man should take pride in being strong. Mm-hmm. Every man should be able to protect his family. Mm-hmm. Every man, in my opinion, should be able to provide for his family. So that means his ability to build a business or work. Um, to be able to protect his family, so capable of violence in the most positive way. And you're not going out fighting people at a bar, but if your life depends upon it and you've got your partner and your kids there, you can protect them. Every man should have a strong body and all these things, you're cap- that you can do this. And you said, what advice would I give to my younger self? I guess would be to back myself in and believe in myself because, and it's a great question, how do you get confident? You, you know how I was like, oh, Nelson's, already, Nelson's always been confident. Joey's always been confident. No, no. That con- and I think about my athletes like the number one, another one of my, another one of the Tracy athletes have is the ability to be confident. Like Courtney Hancock hadn't won a thing all year, and it gets down to the last event, 
of the series of the summer of surf and she's just been unlucky like she missed a wave or girls get away from the back and i'm just like you know you're not doing anything wrong court like you're working so hard you're strong in the gym you're hitting pbs you're diligent it's going to happen for you it's going to happen for you just building her up you're hitting pbs so all these small wins in the gym and in life it develops that confidence so sure enough last event summer of surf series she wins the thing she wins the event wins the bonus and picks up a car in the last event wins the series but that confidence is developed over years of doing the work. It's developed over years of little small wins. Same with us in business, mate. Like, you know, the first little development, you have a little win. Then you think, oh, geez, what if I do a bigger one? Mm -hmm. Mate, 16 units is nothing compared to, say, 600 units or 6,000 units. Yeah. But the advice I'd give myself would be to back myself in. And if you're a good human and you have the right values, morals, and ethics, and if you treat people with respect and do the right thing, you have integrity, you follow through on your word, you do what you say you're going to do, the right people will find you. Um, and especially, and if you do the wrong thing, you screw people over, it'll also have its way of finding itself mm -hmm. out. And I believe in karma. I believe in, believe in karma if you, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. But yeah, build a strong body, build a strong mind, develop a business, go after your dreams. Don't take no for an answer, but really test yourself to see what you're capable of because you've got to be, you know, self-actualization. You have to become everything you can possibly be because otherwise there's going to be that regret. There's going to be, if you held yourself back, but you know, you want to see, you want to be, you want to see how far you can go, both physically, financially, relationally, emotionally, spiritually. You're, you really push yourself and just see what you're capable of. Because remember, Amon Wolf said, you know, he goes, the body always gives up before the mind does. Yes. And which means you've always got 20, 30% more than what you think you've got. So in the gym, when I've got my athletes, I'm like, nah, you're not done yet. Keep going. Yeah. One more. Keep going. Yeah. Two more. Yeah. Three more. You're going to stop five reps ago. We've just got another five reps here. Yeah. So your body gives up before your mind does. Yeah. So in life, in business, you can always work more, you can work harder, you can work smarter, you can train more, you can, you've always got more than what you think you've got. So whenever you've got this ceiling, you've always got another 20% above it. So yeah. don't stop, keep going through. And I guess the other thing is, know what success looks like. What does success look like for you? And I remember Brendan was great with this. He said, Joey, you can look successful and you know, a lot of people look successful, they might have a nice watch, they might have a nice car, I've met a few guys like this, no judgment, but they've got no assets. They don't own any income producing assets. So you look successful. Or you might be a guy that drives an old, uh, an older car. You might not be flashing the bling or the watches yeah. or whatever, but you might have 10 million bucks worth of real estate that no one even knows about. So the difference between, Brendan always says, there's a difference between looking good, oh, he looks good, he's going nowhere, yeah. or you've got the guy that's, you know, just humble, just cruising along, that he can retire tomorrow and he can never have to work a day in his life again. But you wouldn't know that guy. He might not have the flash car or the flash bling because he just might be a little bit more understated, just yeah. flying under the radar. Yeah. So, yeah, looks can be deceiving, but looking good, going nowhere. And Brendan also said, Joe, what do you want, success or significance? He goes, you might have, you might be the most successful guy on paper, but the impact you've had on the people, all yes. those athletes you've worked with, the beautiful videos you've produced and the money that you've made your clients, what sort of significance are you going to have in society? Would anyone yeah. even care if you died tomorrow? Yeah. And that's not to say go and try that. It's just saying what impact are you having on your clients? What impact are you having on a day-to-day -day basis with your family and your friends? And I see what you're doing, mate, what you're doing. I'm so proud of you, brother. You're having a crack. And I know it's all going to happen for you. I've got my, you know, we've hedged our bets. We know that you're going to win. So... And it's beautiful to see, mate, but you know, you're getting around the right people, you're doing the right things, and you're investing in yourself. And you spoke about before with your business coaching, when people come and work with us, I don't see it as a cost. And when people work with you, it shouldn't be a cost. Mm. It's an investment. Mm. 
And investment stands for I invest in me, and the best investment anyone could ever make is in themselves. Mm-hmm. I'll never stop anyone investing in personal development or self-help or a strength and conditioning program or a financial investment program. I'll never stop anyone doing that stuff because mm-hmm. you're always going to get a return provided you apply what you've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you know the forehand of social media has been so powerful, mate, because of as as I learned the video work that we've done on the social media stuff. It's like real estate on the internet. Mm. Um, it's there forever. No one can take it away from you. It's done. The work's done once, but it's seen multiple times. So, mate, thank you so much for all your help, mate, with um, with helping us get out there into the world and to propagate our message. Um, it's it's changed, pleasure, yeah. mate. It's helped change the landscape and dynamics of our business. As I said, the previous ten years, the business was just cruising along, and um, as I said, I was sort of more focused on the the property aspect, acquisition mm. side of things, and the business is still there, going well. Mm. But the last sort of twelve months has just gone gone to another level mate and that's as a result of the video work that you know that you guys have done for us so mm. mate it's been absolutely epic and i'm looking forward to seeing more of it down the line bro we're just yeah. getting started yeah and, that, so. and that's also uh, thank you for saying all of that because i think that's also awesome for other filmmakers or creatives to hear how much your work actually matters i think a lot of creatives especially don't understand the impact that your work has on your clients when it's done right you know like you you said something uh, we filmed a testimonial with joy uh, this week and you said a line that it, it has stuck in my head and it just made me so stoked of what we're doing you know like you said without the videos there will be no business you know right now so um yeah, like uh, what do you think about the power of business, uh, of video oh, and, mate, on the business? Power, the power of video, and this is why I really did, I wanted to hammer home this point, but it's been a game changer because I had a chat to Geordie, shout out to Geordie from Athletes Authority. He was the guy that said, Joey, like you're great, at, you know, you're very good at what you do, but no one knows about you because, you know, you haven't sort of moved into the next 21st century. He's like, mate, your website's from 2003, bro. And it wasn't as a result of not having the funds to do it. It's just, it wasn't the top of my awareness because my focus was elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It was still driving traffic. We still got a waiting list of athletes to wait to train with us for six months in advance. So, but basically, what Geordie said, he goes, Joey, the video stuff for you, and because I said, mate, look, our business has just grown exponentially over the last sort of eight to 12 months since we started using video. And he said, Joey, he goes, it was always going to happen. He said, it was so easy because you've got years and years of experience, years and years of results. He said, mate, it was always, but he goes, the power of social media for business, it's a double edged sword. And he said, if you're great at what you do, it'll propagate that message and it'll happen. And he said, exactly what's happened for you, Joe. You're going to have people banging on your door. You're going to have a waitlist of athletes. Mm-hmm. But he said it also is a magnifier for people that are not as good. He said, if you're not as proficient or you haven't got mastery or don't really understand your industry or not an expert it can also propagate that message in a negative light so he said that he goes the reason it's worked so well for you joe is you've you've had you know 25 years of success you've got all the testimonies you've got all the athletes you've got your Mm -hmm. qualifications but he said if you haven't got that stuff and you're trying to wing it and you're trying to fake it Mm -hmm. he said it'll propagate that message faster too and you'll get found out a lot quicker so it's a double-edged sword so but again if you've got good creators and good directors um and you know your content he said mate it's been a game changer um, so I'm I'm so happy with it, mate. I said it's it's allowed me to come into the uh, 21st century of social media. So, <laughs> what what would you say to other business owners that haven't started using the power of video right now for their business? Yeah, you, it's something that you need. Like you definitely need to do it. And again, being self conscious or feeling fearing the fear of looking like an idiot on camera, like just be you know be yourself. But people are 
not buying USP. People are buying me. They want to know, okay, this is my guy. Like some people look at my videos and might be like, no, nah, this guy's not for me. Or some people are like, yeah, this is my guy, this guy. So it allows people, I think, to connect with you on a higher level or on another level because rather than just being a faceless, nameless business, there's a there's a front man or a front person for the business who mm-hmm. they're going to get, they get to meet. Mm-hmm. They get to meet you before they meet you mm-hmm. sort of thing. So they've mm-hmm. got, oh, yeah, I've seen you on the internet. I've seen you on your videos. I've seen you on your website. I've seen you on the social media. I'm getting to meet you now. So there's it's a good way for people to get introduced to you. And I think that Everyone should be doing it for their business. I think it's something that I don't think I know it's something that's extremely valuable and it's going to give you the edge. I've certainly seen. Mm-hmm. I'm just all I can speak of is the power it's had for us, and I'm just I've been blown away by. It. Like I thought we were pretty pretty good and successful before that, but now, mate, it's as I said every day. There's more inquiries. We just haven't got enough hours in the week to be able to work with these athletes, which is a shame. So maybe I need to grow my business. Maybe I need to get more staff. But we do have, you know. Shout out to Bredo too. Like, you know, some of our coaches we've got are phenomenal. Like Bredo, you know, you do great work. He's been looking after all the NRL guys, the fighter guys. You know, we've got Corey, who's our physio, doing some great work. Jackson's killing it out of our facility as well. So these guys will probably be on here one day as well. But, yeah, just super humble to have and attract just amazing people, whether it be, as I said, it comes back to the best of the best. We call them Bobs, the best video makers, the best filmmakers, the best coaches, the best property developers, the best business coaches. Like if you surround yourself with just the best people and you are one of the best, it's so much easier to be successful and to get where you want to go. If you're yes. hanging around a bunch of morons and idiots, you're not going to probably get to where you need to go. So, I've, yeah, I just think about I'm just so grateful for every single person that I've got in my life that supports me, that backs me in, um, and that we share our ideas and knowledge with each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we've all got unique skills, and that's kind of how we work. It's if they if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you need you need people around you that can help get you there. So I just think that yeah. yeah, the people I've had in my life, I I just I wouldn't be where I am without them, mate. Like all those people, like meeting Marty the developer, meeting Brendan the business coach. You know, I just would not. I don't know where I'd be. Like they were all people that I met that helped me along on my journey, and I'm just so grateful. And I always, I never forget the people that helped me. Even like Maddie Kennedy from the Brisbane Lions, who got me in up there, he got me my first gig at the Southport mm. Sharks. I never forget. I messaged him the other day and said, "Hey, bro, I just want to check in, say good day, see how you're doing." And I said, "Mate, I remember what you told me." He goes, "Joey, the boys aren't going to listen to you because you're so young." <laughs> he said that. He goes, "Mate, don't tell them what to do. It's going to take you off." So I said, he goes, all you can do, go and spend 90 seconds with each one of them at the start of training. Hey, Nelson, how are you, man? How's the missus? How's the wife? How's the kids? He said, you're going to build relationships with them, Joey. And then after probably 12 weeks, they'll be like, oh, what do you do, Joey? Oh, mate, I'm I'm the strength and conditioning coach. I'm going to get you guys fit. We're going to win a premiership. All of a sudden, all those guys that I built those relationships with, hey, Joey, I've got these questions about diet. So rather than me telling them what to do as a 21-year-old who was trying to grow a goatee, telling 30-year-olds what to do, he said, mate, build the relationships with them and genuinely care. And yeah. I think that's been one of the secrets to our success as well. Nice. Is that, like you, mate, you genuinely care about your athletes. You go watch them play, you watch them win, you watch them lose, you're there to mm-hmm. console them. You're there with them, mate. You ride and die with them. And I think that that's one of the cornerstones mm-hmm. of why our business has been so successful because, and also the relationships, mate. Like, I'll drop you off a book, mate. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, mate, I think this book's going to be perfect for you. And you yeah. fucking read the thing. So, you know what I mean? Just small stuff like that. It doesn't cost you a lot of money, but you're like, this guy's got some potential. He's got some talent. I want to invest in him. Nice. And I think that's, yeah. So, Maddie Kennedy, thanks, brother. I haven't forgot about you. So. <laughs> On that note, what's the best advice you have ever received? Don't do anything that your mum wouldn't be proud of. 
<laughs> so don't do anything stupid. Just think if you That's were doing this one. and if your mum saw you, would you be proud of it? So mum, I love you. You looked after me. Um, I'm looking after you guys now. But that's a really good question. The best advice, I mean, there could be different aspects of that to different parts of your life. The best advice was in terms of business and past sales and marketing, the two keys in business. That was Brennan Nichols 101. Um, marketing gets them to the door. Sales gets them through the door. Number two, don't look good. Don't be looking good going nowhere. So don't pretend to be successful and look successful when you're actually killing the goose that laid the golden egg, which basically means that rather than blowing your money on trying to look successful, invest in income-producing assets, so passive income streams, because that is success when you don't have to work. Because if you don't have to work, you don't have to take shit off anyone. You can do what you want anytime, anywhere, with pure freedom. Mm. Um, and remember what you're doing it for, like the end outcome. What's the end outcome? Food, focus on the outcome. The end goal is to have enough passive income so you don't have to work, and then you can look after your family. The other advice that Brennan, you know, is make sure that you always are giving as well with your time. Be generous with your time and don't expect anything in return and be generous. Money, he said, is a magnifier. Um, if you're an asshole with that, you'd be a bigger asshole with it. If you're a great person with it, you'll be an even more magnificent person with it. So Brennan's thing was always you have to give whatever you want to get, do. So if you want more love, give more love. If you want more money, give money away. Yes. It seems counterintuitive, but it works. And you know, God bless my mum. Every time I've acquired a property, she's got me another um, sponsor child for World Vision. So I've got, I don't know, mum, how many have we got now? Probably 16 kids that we sponsor that we pay out, um, we give That's money beautiful. to and donate to every month just because you know, I believe that I've been lucky and I've been privileged to be able to be in the position I'm in. And there's other people out there that aren't as lucky as what I am. So, And you never miss the money. And the funny thing is, mate, like you'll it always comes back in some way, shape, or form. You give time. You get time. Yeah. You give video. It just happens. It's weird yeah. how the world works. Yeah. I think it's just the universal nature of the universe. And yeah. I've seen that, yeah, it just works. And What's the worst advice you have ever received? Oh, probably Donald Trump. <laughs> Mate, when I um, I actually got to have lunch with Donald Trump, true story, in 2011. I had lunch with him in a room of 30 people. Um Yeah, true story. We should have talked about that. So basically, um, Donald Trump is at the Young Entrepreneurs, Young Achievers Congress in Sydney, I think in 2011. And Donald Trump, we're, in, we're having dinner, lunch with him, and um, he gets up and gives his keynote presentation. And he goes, you guys should be, he said, number one, Australia, you guys should be screwing China for, their, for the resources. They need your resources. Jack the prices up. <laughs> and I was like, he goes, you should be screwing them. And he goes, And someone asked him, they said, mate, what's the best business advice you've ever given? He goes, yeah. If someone screws you over, you screw them over twice as hard. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there and I've got shivers down my spine. I'm like, and then literally like a decade later, this guy's like the president of America. So he's like, if they screw you over, you screw them over twice as hard. He goes, that way you don't look weak. <laughs> and I was just like... That oh, is man. great. So I don't know if that's the best advice or the worst advice, but then it's kind of made. But then the other thing too, on the on the, oh, that's on the clip side, Donald, I actually went to when I was in Washington in 2019. I was actually at the front of his um at the front of the compound there in Washington <laughs> at the White House, and I was doing push-ups. And I'm like, Trumpy, you should be out here doing some exercise if you're not eating those Macca's burgers you've been renowned for. But Brennan also said something smart as well. He goes, "You look at Donald Trump's life." He's always got drama. Now, I don't do drama. I don't do drama with women. I don't do drama in business. Mm. So he's like, you look at how much, how many lawsuits. There's always people after Donald because Donald's that sort of 
and we 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 laugh at him because he's entertaining, but he's that sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Where I looked at how Brennan's managed his life, and Brennan just sort of flows like the ocean, yeah. in and out with the tide. Yeah. Doesn't have dramas because you don't want you don't want drama. You don't want to go to sleep at night with seventeen lawsuits on your back yeah. and having to fight this stuff. Yeah. So Brennan's always said, you know, pick your mark. And he said, you know, pick your mark and know when it's know when it's time to fight, but know when it's time to walk away. Yeah. Like, how is this going to serve me by going to war with this person? Yeah. Is this going to enhance my life? If it's going to cost you a billion bucks, it might be worthwhile doing it. But he goes, know what to engage in and know what to disengage in because that way you're not distracted with your time. Yes. He goes, you can never get your time back. Yeah. He said, mate, someone screwed you over 100 bucks. Is it worth chasing them up over it? Maybe on principle, but do you really want the drama? Again, something will probably happen to those people that's going to get them screwed over hundred bucks. So I'm not saying that you're weak. I'm just saying know what to engage with, yeah. know where to put your time. Yeah. So that way you're not like oh, running around with you, running around doing stuff that's not productive. You know, you yeah. can make that hundred bucks back in thirty seconds. You know, someone did the wrong thing. Yeah, they'll get sorted out. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a, a that's a great that place sense. to to finish this. Brother Joy, thank you so hey. much for coming in. That thank was you, awesome. We're going to have to do a round two because there's oh, still mate. so many I'm questions just... I wanted to ask. I knew it was going to be an in-depth um, conversation. Thank you so much for making this time. I hope you guys got some value. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to train with you, if yeah. they want to learn from you? Cool. So we've got our website, ultimatesportsperformance.com.au. It has been updated now. It's not the same 2003 website that we had. Uh, it was built in 2003, so it actually works. We are doing a bit more stuff on social media um, I'm looking forward to being able to get some of this stuff and being able to share it as well but check it I think it's yeah Insta- Instagram what is it slash ultimate sports performance ultimate sports performance and yeah. then we've got a Facebook page as well so I'm not that active on there we're getting better with it um, we are producing more content and as I said um, yeah we love what we do if you're serious and committed and want to get access to the best results in the country or the world um, if I had kids that I was aware of I would have them training with me nice nice yeah you you definitely should because he works with top top level athletes from australia and even from overseas as well right i had an equestrian involved some soccer players in the uh, epl over there as well um yeah it's been it's just amazing mate the number of the number of different sports like equestrian vaulting i'm like i get an email like what the fuck is equestrian vaulting and this guy's like mate i do backflips on a moving horse i'm like (laughs) Are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, is that a sport? But we can help. We can, I'm like, we can, I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm, give, me a, give me a minute, send me through yeah. some footage and we'll have a look and yeah, we, yeah. we can help you. So yeah, yeah, James, shout out to you, bro. Nice. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a, a thumbs up, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on every social media platform at The Creator Grid. I'm at Nelfalove on every social media. And please, if you enjoy the podcast, give the extra mile, leave an Apple a podcast review. That's what helps the most to get the podcast out to more people. I will see you on the next episode. Goodbye for everyone. You. Peace out. Great, man. That was fantastic, brother. brother. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that every one of my fucking clients has to leave a review. So there's going to be, (laughs) mate, I'm telling you, there's going to be 40 fucking reviews. I'm telling every single client has to leave a review. Otherwise, they're not allowed to train with me.